Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while now, so the fact that I have your support by listening means the world to me. I can't believe it's out in the open. It's it's here. It's here for you to listen. I'm excited for what's to come on the show, for the guests that I want to have on the show, for different ideas that I have. I'm not going to lie, the structure may change. I'm trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, what's fun, what's not fun. You're just going to have to bear with me. But before we jump into the episode, I really, really urge you to continue putting pressure on our government to call for a ceasefire. Justin Trudeau almost slipped up. I feel like he's going to crack. But please keep showing out at protests. Keep calling your representatives. Keep signing those petitions. Keep sharing Instagram um, news stories. Just anything, absolutely anything in your power to share knowledge and information on what's going on in Gaza and even in the West Bank. The violence has gone up in the West Bank. And also, it's been going up in our communities. There's the rise of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia that's going on, which is also not okay. So check in on your community. I know I feel like I just blurted out a lot of things and I'm like, go take action, blah, blah, blah. But a ceasefire (laughs) is what they need at the very least. At the very least, bare minimum. Um, Yeah, let's show up for each other. Let's check in on each other. And let's continue putting pressure on our government. I know for those who are doing the work, who are doing extra research, having these hard conversations, trying to understand what's going on, it's exhausting. But please don't lose that gusto. They need our support now more than ever. But also check in on yourself, take mental breaks if you have to, take breaks off of social media if you have to, do anything in your power to keep going and to keep helping. With that being said, let's lead with love, check in on your community, check in on the people in your community, check in on your family members, check in on your loved ones, tell them that you love them, hug them close, keep them close to your heart. And um, with that, I guess we'll jump into the episode. Hi, it's Chelsea Cuffey, and you're listening to What I Know For Sure, an anecdotal podcast where myself and whoever of my friends I harass jump on the mic to tell you a personal story that has happened in our lives. As we know, every single possible life situation has some type of lesson, which we'll discover in each episode. I don't mean to make this sound like an ad, and it's not an ad. Just hear me out. Do you have a hard time saying no? Sometimes you feel burdened by your commitments to other people. You feel responsible for how other people feel. Maybe you apologize so often it's kind of annoying. You go to great lengths to avoid conflict because you feel uncomfortable when someone's angry at you, but you have a hard time expressing when your feelings are hurt if you answered mostly yes. Congratulations! 
Psychology Today deemed you and I most likely to be people pleasers. How exciting. If you resonate, you're going to want to listen to this episode. I swear you're not alone. We're going to discover what happens when I, the people pleaser, unintentionally ruin someone's day. 11 years ago, I entered my first Secret Santa and my last, my God, truly the last Secret Santa I'll ever be a part of. I just started this job at a restaurant called Wild Wing. I started working there two months prior to their Secret Santa. So I didn't really know the staff that well. I was new. I was shy. I was awkward. I'm learning a new job. And I am low-key, high-key a people pleaser. It bothers me when someone doesn't like me and then I will try and do everything in my power to get them to like me. I wasn't aware of this pattern at the time. Now I'm more aware of it so I can make better decisions and live my life how I want to live, not to seek validation through other people. At this point, I was just operating off of being a people pleaser and I really wanted everyone at my new job to like me. I felt pressured to enter the Secret Santa because everyone at the job entered it. So December rolls around and everyone's signing up for Secret Santa, including myself, and we're picking names out of a hat. And for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to call him Ken. I pick out Ken from the kitchen and I'm so upset. I really, really wanted one of the girls that I was working with just because it's easier to get a generic gift for a girl than it is for a guy, at least in my head. I know I could have gotten him a gift card and just called it a freaking day but my mind told me that wasn't acceptable i just had it in my mind that if you got someone a gift card it was not a meaningful gift even though when someone gives me a gift card i'm so happy because then i can pick out whatever i want but i put so much pressure on myself to get the perfect meaningful gift for someone who i don't even know the only things i knew about ken was that he's bald, he cooks me free food whenever I asked for it, he wears sweatpants to work every day, and he was potentially going through a breakup with his girlfriend at the time. One day when Ken wasn't working, I went to the back and I asked the kitchen boys, guys, you work with Ken all the time, what should I get him for Secret Santa? I don't know him. One thing to note about Ken is that his age was very ambiguous. He dressed like a 17 year old skater with those hats with like the flat the flat top and the sticker and dc shoes and west 49 clothes but then he had wrinkles like he was a 50 year old man so i had no idea what ballpark i was going i just was truly at a loss for what to get ken so i go in the back i ask the kitchen boys yo i got ken what do i get him And in unison, as if they had planned this, I'll go, get him a blow-up doll. And I go, isn't that kind of rude? He's going through a breakup. And they say, "Uh, no, he's going to think it's hilarious. Now, the thing about humor is that everyone's humor is so different. And I'd never seen Ken laugh or even smile. I wasn't super convinced that he had a sense of humor. But these guys work with him every day. And I felt like they wouldn't have led me astray. I really loved how that rhymed. I, of course, procrastinated getting this gift because I just really didn't feel like going shopping so three days before secret santa i'm like okay 
I'm going to make a day of it. I'm going to bust to the mall because I didn't have a license. It's also the dead of winter in Canada. So it's freezing. Snow is up to my knee. I go to this mall and I walk in and I see this sex doll for $80. And I gasp. Why is a piece of plastic that you stick your dick into $80? There's something called Ziploc bags for $5.99 and they come in like a pack of 50. Stick your dick in that instead. It doesn't make sense to me. I get out of that sex shop. I bust to another mall because there's only really one sex shop in that mall. Bust to another mall and... I go in the store and again, the same thing, a doll, a sex doll for $80. I just didn't understand. And I still don't understand why these dolls are so expensive. The cashier can tell that I looked really devastated. He comes up to me and he's comforting me. He can tell I'm stressed because I really need to get this stupid doll that day. And he asked what my issue was. And I go, do you have a defective doll that you can just a discount on it i don't care if it's missing limbs i don't care if it's missing a head i just need something for under 20 dollars. and he goes no that doesn't exist here but if you bust on the other side of town there is a gag shop that will probably have something in that price range at this point it's almost evening and it's pitch black out because it's winter i'm exhausted i'm tired but i really need to get this stupid gift out of the way so i bust to the other side of town and lo and behold Thick God, a Christmas miracle. I found a sex doll for $15.99. Could you believe it? I grabbed it, didn't even look at the box, beelined it for the cash, went home, wrapped it. Three days later, brought it to work, and we all showed up to work a little bit earlier that day so that we can unwrap our gifts. It's a really cute moment. We have a tree in the restaurant, all of our gifts are underneath, and we're opening every gift one by one, and I was really lucky. I got a Nivea skincare set, which I wasn't expecting. It was such a nice secret Santa gift, and it came in a travel pouch that I still have to this day 11 years later so i have to say shout out to that because that was dope i still use it and it finally gets to ken's turn and he's so cheery it's the first time i see him smile he's so excited he picks up the gift and he unwraps it and his smile turns into this sarcastic line like his mouth I don't know, his facial expression just looked sarcastic. And then tears started welling up in his eyes. And he goes, huh, nice. And he looks up at us and he looks fucking pissed. And he looks back down at the box and he reads on the box, blow up wife. She'll make you a sandwich whenever you want. She won't talk during football games and she'll never cheat on you. The perfect wife. I mean, granted, sure, it's a tasteless gift. I maybe should have read the box before getting it, but I was just excited that I found a blow-up doll for $15.99. So he goes into the kitchen, he slams the door, and it's dead silence. Everyone's looking around the room, and the coworker goes, who got him that gift? In my head, I was wondering, should I just play it off like it wasn't me and no one will know except for the kitchen guys or do I own up to it? So after debating, I raise my hand and I look petrified because I don't know what I just triggered. I don't know what I had just done. And she goes, you know that he's going through a divorce with his wife of seven years because she cheated on him. 
obviously I didn't know that. Had I have known that, I would have never gotten him a blow-up wife that explicitly said, will not cheat on you. Although thinking back to it, low-key is kind of a great gift. I got him a great companion, better than his wife. So there's another girl that chimes in and she goes, yeah, and they have a child together. Like, bitch, I know what I did. I messed up. I understand. You don't have to keep rubbing salt in the wound. I'm trying to figure out how to rectify the situation. Everyone's shift starts in 10 minutes. We have a man bawling his eyes out in the kitchen because I had just given him a very offensive gift. So I go in the kitchen and he looks at me and I think he can kind of piece it together that I was the one who got him the gift. And he goes, you know what's funny? I got you for Secret Santa. Of course he gets me the most perfect Secret Santa gift that I still have 11 years later. I look at him and I apologize profusely and I tell him it was really poor judgment, poor taste. I didn't know about his wife. And he said that was the most upsetting part. Not that it was a blow-up doll, but the fact that I got him a blow-up wife that said that will never cheat on him. That was just a targeted crime. And I had to go back out. I needed to redeem myself. But I still don't know anything about Ken except for the fact that he's now going through a divorce and that his ex-wife cheated on him what am i gonna get him with this information so i'm back at square one i can't ask anyone for any help because they're useless so the only thing i really knew that he wore were sweatpants i go into a sport check i get the most expensive pair of sweatpants 80 dollars truly who wears 80 dollars sweatpants it's wild to spend that much money on sweatpants anyways i got it for him and 10 dollars worth of candy at dollarama which is a shit ton of candy at least at the time guys my guilt made me want to spend over a hundred dollars on this man had I known, I would have just gotten him that $80 blow-up doll. So I pack it up, I give it to him, he smiles, he says thanks, but he didn't give me eye contact and wouldn't make me free food for like four months after that. So clearly, there was nothing that I could do to rectify the situation. I just wanted to get such a meaningful gift Okay, meaningful might be a bit of a stretch, but I wanted to show that I put thought in it somehow and to be really well-liked. And there was nothing that I can do in that moment that would have made him like me and forgive me. I could have gotten him $300 worth of sweatpants and that still wouldn't have fixed anything. He's still triggered. He's still sad. He's still going through a divorce. His wife still cheated on him. And I was the one who reminded him of that all around Christmas. So... At the end of the day, I still got him the best gift. His ex-wife still sucks and you cannot force people to like you. And another lesson that I learned, gift cards are dope. I will only be getting people gift cards from here on out. Gift cards are the best. They're not offensive. They're easy. Um, Yeah, gift cards are dope. Secret Santa still sucks though. Thank you so much if you've made it this far. I know how hard it is to pay attention to something for longer than 15 seconds. Also, major shout out to Doman Baku for designing my logo and to Nick Roney for producing my intro and outro music. Um, I'm pretty awkward at goodbyes in real life. So I'm just going to leave it at see you next time. See you soon. I'm going to have more episodes. So it's a more, it's not a, it's not a goodbye. Okay. It's more of a see you later kind of moment.